podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. As you can see, there's only three of us. Um, Shiny's having way too good of a time in Carrick on Shannon. And said, lads, forget about it. It's Sunday night. It's the 4th of July. Um, I'm off to have the crack, which is fair enough. Um, he puts in a lot every other Sunday. No, we can't. You can't. Um, there's no... Well, there's Euros going on. There's nothing Liverpool related going on at the moment. But we have got a packed show, which is which is amazing of us. And well done to all. Um, with me, of course, is Grizz and is Keith. Um, we're going to have a chat around the... Um, Keith's going to bring us five bargains he feels that Liverpool have got over the years. Uh, Grizz is going to bring us five um, targets that Liverpool should be looking at um, this summer as things will kick off because the Euros um, teams are going out of the Euros at a rate of knots at this stage. Um, I'm going to give you a chicken alfrezi or jalfrezi. Jalfrezi, I was um, just about to pour this tea over yeah. your head. You got two upset earlier about yeah. naan bread, so um, I don't want to upset you anymore. But um, I am going to give people a chicken jalfrezi. That's the one. And I'm going to have a look at some players that may be game changers for the other sides around us um, in the Premier League this season. Um, but first of all, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Um, go there, use LFCDT. And you will get 20% off and free shipping. You will be able to get the lawnmower 3.0. You can get the weed whacker. You get the ball deodorant, the toner, the bag, the whole lot. There's loads of stuff within the, um, within the package that they sell at the moment. But as I said, LFC DT and 20% off and free shipping. So with that in mind, um, we have four semi finalists, don't we? Left in the, um, Euros. Euros. Yep. So we have Italy. We have Spain, we have Denmark, and we have England. So I want to pick four players, one from each, that will go into the semi-finals of a Manscaped competition and who would look the best, who you feel would be Manscaped. Okay, so I'm going to give Grizz um, England, if that's okay with you, Grizz. Um, I'm going to give Denmark the Keith. Okay, I'm going to take Spain, and the listeners are going to take Italy. Okay, so the listeners out there, you tell us who you feel is the best groomed man um, for Italy, and I'll do Spain. Keith does Denmark. Grizz does England. Okay, and we'll um, we'll go from there. So we'll start with you, Grizz. Well, you have to put a player from England forward to be the best groomed man at the Euros. Who are you going for? It's got to be, in my opinion, Kelvin Phillips. Okay, uh, the lead central midfielder. Okay, immaculate, absolutely immaculate. Um, I think I think um, that. Like a lot of people have that hair, that bun on top, right? Uh-huh. That sort of facial hair going along with it. Not many people can pull it off. Uh-huh. Um, I think he pulls it off really, really well. Um, and pretty much like his football, very neat and tidy. You know, can do the odd spectacular thing. Um, what's wrong with my dial-up again? Why is Chris saying? Yeah, your, your camera is very fuzzy. You look like you're in witness protection, but it's okay. Keep going. <laughs> You know, that's not far from the truth, you know. No, you're grand now. Yeah, so I'm going to go for Kelvin Phillips. Okay, nice. Keith, on the Danish front. The Danish lads, I'm going to go for Simon Kier. Uh, 
think he looks well. He looks well groomed. He looks like he uh, he scrub he he scrubs his well. uh, facial hair and and he scrubs up well. I'd say well not on the verge of Antoic level. I'd say he smells well. Do you know what I mean? I'd say he's a a, a well well groomed man. Takes okay. care of his appearance and his and his features. Simon, say the second Kier. name again. Kier. Kier. Okay. Do you have to write this down? No, I'm just trying to get you to say names. That's all. Yeah. So Calvin Phillips, we've Simon Kier. Um I get Spain, don't I? Yeah. Um, Spain, Spain, Spain. Oh, they they're all immaculate. Come on. Ramos would have been the fucking easy one to go for, wouldn't he? Ramos would have been. Yeah. Um there's a few good looking lads in Spain, in the Spain team. I'd say Shawnee. Shawnee. Shawnee's probably half Spanish now. He qualifies for the squad. I could have got him in, but... He fucking qualifies, um, Mohammed says Pedri. Yeah, probably not even shaving it. Do you know what? Morata is probably the one. Morata does look immaculate. He's just awful. But um, he looks immaculate. I'm going to give it to Morata because he's getting an awful lot of stick um, during this tournament. So I'm going to give it to Morata. And on the Italian side, um, there's been loads of names. Mancini was straight in. Um, Mancini was like, and he looks amazing, doesn't he? Insigne has got a lot of votes. Insigne yeah. has got a lot, a, a lot of votes. So, um, we're going to put Insigne forward. So, it'll be Insigne, um, Morata, Chiara, and Kelvin Phillips. So, um, let us know who you think would win out in that semi final and final of the Manscaped competition that has hijacked Euro 2020, um, on behalf of Manscaped and the uh, Fatback 4. Lads. Um, I want to move on. Yeah, come on. No, no, no. Let's get started. Quick uh, question for my, my list here, Gav. Mm-hmm. Is my, just the list of players that I feel were bargains for Liverpool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I don't want people thinking that I have a list of bargains that Liverpool are going to sign this summer. Doesn't, it's a list of bargains that you feel Liverpool, Liverpool have got over signed, the yeah, Premier League years, years or wherever it might be. Go back oh, to the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know you're going to go back to yeah. the mid-60s. Um, yeah, 1890s. So, when we got to 10,000 subscribers, um, Keith didn't have to do anything. Grizz got on a bike, um, exercise bike. Shawnee said he'd do something at 15,000, I think. And I got to, I said something one night that I did, I've never eaten an Indian meal. And th- there was out- outrage, like there was national outrage, I think. Um, Grizz went absolutely no, spare. No, rightly so, rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I don't apologize. Knocked, knocked COVID nineteen off the front pages and off for a while. It did, it did, it did. It took over uh, most news networks and all their apps and stuff like that. But that was the truth. I, I, I've, I'm, I eat Chinese. I eat norm, you know, everyday regular food. It's normal food, yeah. Yeah, normal food to me. Normal kind of. Yeah, dig yourself your own grave. Carry on. Crispy pancakes, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not a massive eater of international field. I, I eat Chinese. That's about it. And there was uproar. I've had one Thai meal. I did tell people that I admitted to that. And Indian was the one that I have never had. So, at ten thousand subscribers, I did say I would eat one because I'm so plain in my field. Like the, people thought, oh, that's fucking handy when you got, but it's not. Not for me. So Grizz picked chicken jalfrezi, and. He said I can have any optional extras. I didn't even know if I could order chips with this. I, I didn't know what was going on, right? Yeah, so what's the protocol? What's the Yeah, I had to ask the lads what the protocol was. What's so the etiquette? Yeah, we, we settled on chicken jalfrezi with garlic naan and pilau rice. Is that That's the, the one. 
Okay. So, <coughs> ordered it. Got it this evening. Arrived about quarter past eight, and I did video for Grizz, didn't I, Grizz? You did indeed. I did. So, um, it was nice. It wasn't what I expected. The texture wasn't what I expected. There was tomatoes in it, which was just horrendous. Um, yeah, they gave me two little pots of stuff that I didn't even open. I was looking at the gun. They're not for me. I don't even want to smell them. I just leave them alone. They were fire um, poppadoms. Well, the poppadoms, I didn't know what they were. They just looked like crisps. Yeah. So I did tell the lads, lads, they had to send me up a bag of crisps, which I was delighted with. Um, and the nan was amazing. It was yeah. lovely. I have to say, <coughs> seven out of ten. It was nice. It wasn't Wow, too hot. that's yeah. more than Matt gave the Sopranos. Yes, well, Matt did give the Sopranos six out of ten. Um, <laughs> but it, it was nice. The chicken was nice. The, the peppers, the onions, um, the sauce that was it. There was too much sauce, though. It was, it was, it was too much. Yeah, but that's what the naan bread um, is for. You scoop up all the extra with your naan. Yeah, so I know, but I didn't. I kind of half the naan with my daughter because she wanted the to thing go. Is, the thing is, Keith, I knew he's not going to like it too runny and that is probably the least runny curry i've got him because i know what he's fucking like right well, i'm well, afraid i'm afraid of indian food because there's massive room around the that cook stuff in yogurt yeah yeah so you um, are limited on what you were going to have there he could have given you a vindaloo in fairness and you'd have been bleeding look a lot, a lot of the lads look a lot of the lads in the whatsapp have, have turned on me right mm -hmm. for fucking some reason for giving him the soft option the easy option, the get out card, you know, they were like, oh, you should have gone in for the... For yeah, but the, the idea was to introduce me to this field, wasn't it? Now, you know me, Keith, I'm long-term. Well, I'm it. in it. You know me, the game's the game, right? I'm Gradual in it for long-term. increase. That's the, right. Yeah. You don't want to... And I know this fucker, because he's been crying all week, like, well, ever since I've known him, he's cried about Indian food, like, oh... oh no, I never cried about it. I just You've cried eaten. about it. Right? I, I'm just and, a terrible fear of cooked yogurt. And so whenever we put up, like, Keith, I put up some amazing Indian food, right, in our WhatsApp, yeah. and people's tongues are, like, hanging out. You can see, right, this guy, this guy fucking has a go at it every time and calls it. And I'm not going to tell people what he calls it because we've probably got a lot of um, Asian people in the chat that will probably turn no. it on him. Now, what I don't want people is, to, now, usually what now, happens is, no, hold on. What usually happens is you put no, this food hold in, on. I'm even and you just say, you just say, <laughs> Look at what I'm having for dinner, and it looks like a platter for six. And all I do say every that's time not is, the point. Quantity is, is not sometimes quantity over quality. That's not the point. But, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> key. <laughs> but this fucker, right? People in the chat, I'm telling you, I could get a whole pile on, on social media if I told you what he says about Indian food sometimes. But we're not gonna go into that, right? So so I knew I'd get him in slowly, and then I knew, right, all he ever eats apart from potatoes is your Chinese. So I thought chicken jar frazy is some people are gonna lash me out and say how the fuck, but it is. There's a sip chicken jar frazy is if you get it mild, it's the closest thing to Chinese that I thought Gav might like, if you know what I mean, in my own weird world. Mm -hmm. And hallelujah, it fucking worked. He made the video, he edited, yeah. he took he took about four or five spoons. I, I thought I was watching one of them dodgy YouTube videos or we talk about <laughs> where they're making the fucking weird sounds. He's like, oh, he's making some fucking weird sounds. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. He put the sauce that was supposed to be for the Papa Dom's Keith. He chucked it yeah. away. Dickhead. Yeah, I didn't. When it arrived and it went on the plate, first of all, the tape, there was two little trays, like see-through Tupperware plastic, plastic boxes. Yeah. And they were taped together as if they were sending this long haul. I just couldn't understand it. it was coming. Half yeah, that was a bit fancy, like I yeah. don't get that. But it was taped with the with the name of the restaurant and stuff on it. And then 
the Jalfrazi I, I poured out on the plate, but the, the, the rice was like luminous. Yeah. I was like, it was like a luminous yellow. It was like Del Boy. Do you remember Del Boy painted yeah. that? Kitchen the yellow the peril. Yeah. Um, the golden locust. Can yeah. I can I so can I tell people can I tell people how much you bless you that cost you tonight? Yeah. <laughs> that cost him 20 euros. So he got chicken gel frazy in a little takeaway yeah. plastic container with yeah. a bit of rice underneath, right? You got no, it was a full tray of rice. It was lovely, there was loads of rice. Gav, that's not called a tray of rice, that's called a little plastic container of rice, which is near enough free. Rice is like free, <laughs> right? Okay. Right, some places yeah. give rice free with it. And All then right. they gave a garlic naan, which we didn't see because you only showed us the poppadoms, right? You you panicked. I panicked for you, right? Because there was no naan bread to be seen. No, and the naan was like in an envelope stuck yeah. down the side of the bag. Yeah, like, we knew you missed remain, the naan. You know why, Gav? You know why, Gav? Yeah. Remain soft. I bet you it peeled off lovely when you had it. I was lovely. Yeah. Me and my daughter had it. She was like, what's it? She, yeah. she, she, um, she called the poppadoms, um, What's she? Crisps. Um, no, um, skips. In, Indian prawn crackers. Oh, prawn crackers. They're the ones, yeah. Yeah, because she, she, she loves in, uh, the prawn crackers from the Chinese. But um, no, overall, it was lovely. The rice was Give a bit Give them your review, price. Gav. What was your review? What did you say it tasted like? Um, a curry out of 21st. Which is a, a damning insult to Indian <laughs> <laughs> job phrases. Uh, he still hasn't answered my question. I <laughs> asked him on the WhatsApp, what the fuck's the 21st? Can anyone tell me what the 21st is? 24th birthday party. party. And you know someone does a big pot of steel. chicken curry. Yeah, <laughs> throw it down there. I didn't get the reference. Just, I didn't get the reference. I wouldn't have laughed. Like, I would have laughed. Like what they serve in prison, you know, on, on chicken <laughs> curry day. Ah, right. No, I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't nice. The ingredients were lovely and fresh in it. It's just that's the taste that it reminds He's me giving it a 7 out of 10. I fucking take that all day long. I was scared. It's not. It's not something I would turn down. If you gave it to me, that, that's yeah. the best. But Chris is right. Said, 19 euro was a bit steep because I had an Indian tonight as well. Mine was something like 23, but I got like two chicken dishes and two starters, <laughs> rice. Yeah, and that sounds rice. more like I, it. I researched yeah. this. I researched this because there's two there's two or three Indian places close by. But the but my wife actually said, go to this place. It's won loads and loads of awards. Keith, so go Keith, and do that. Do you know why you did from this one? They, they, I don't think you saw the video. You've been busy I all did. day. I oh, did you see the video? Did yeah. you see the fancy ribbons? That's what you I fucking did, paid yeah. the extra you know, for. So you just yeah. explained that, didn't he? Like they had the tape on each container with yeah. the name of the dish and the name yeah. of the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. That's where a 20 euro went. That's where his 20 yeah, euro went. You got fancy <laughs> ribbons and he's fucking happy. I got a bargain. <laughs> I, look, Here's I'm what just, it is. It is what it is. I've had it. I gave a seven out of ten. Um, it looks nothing like the, the stuff Grizz passes off as Indian food. Anyway, like you want to see the stuff Grizz shows. It's like a, it's, not a, it, it's like he eats off the charity shield when you show it to him. Like, <laughs> when you show when it, it, his, his Sunday Have you forgotten? Wait, 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 He's, he's digging his own grave here again. Have you forgotten? You're coming to mine to sort out my studio. Yeah. You're coming to, so yeah, so you're gonna have some of that stuff. So you want to be careful what you're yeah, asking. But, yeah, but your wife, your wife, your wife, and bring it over with you. Um, but your wife likes me more than she likes you. So if we if I decide we're getting Eddie Rockets, yeah, well, which you don't even know what that is. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm gonna tell us some of the comments you've made about it, but we'll we, we, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> but now, overall, um. Big up to the Indian field, lads. Uh, it was nice. I have to say, it was really nice. Uh, seven out of ten. So I'm, I'm literally. I'm amazed now, with that. Seven out of ten. Oh, I'm literally going to. Oh, yeah. I'm literally going to come to you next week and say, I, I'm actually going on a, a big diet tomorrow from tomorrow. But um, I'm allowed one of those a week, surely. Of course you are. Of course you are. Yeah. I'll sort you out some healthy ones. Look at me. Yeah. I know the <laughs> um, 
trying to be best not to snicker at that. But I'm literally <laughs> going to come to Grizz and go, right, I've had the gel phrase. What should we go for next? The crisps were lovely. The crisps were lovely. I have to say. I watch the sauce would have been, the dips would have been fucking lovely. Oh, lovely. You know, look at big bag of chips. Crisps, sorry. Um, uh, Mark Gibbon says he loves <laughs> those Borzai crispy pancakes as a kid. They um, were old school, weren't they? They were appalling. <laughs> they were appalling. Um, P.S. This satchel talk is Belchel, I hope. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Anyone? No. No? Okay. Cool. Um, right, let's move on. Um, that's the Indian. That's the Jalfrazi out of the way. When I have my next dish um, that's been recommended by Grizz from India, um, I will let you know how I get on. Chinese is still better, though. Just to let you know, um, I'm I'm still loyal to the Chinese lads. All right. Um, so let's move on. Um, bargains. Before we get on to Grizz, bargains. So I want the key to come up with five bargains that he feels Liverpool have gotten the Premier League. And at the same time, I want the people in the chat to come and give us their views as well. Grizz can throw in his view. I might throw in mine. But Keith, um, there's, there's an awful lot of talk around the Euros and the transfer window. And, you know, um, the guy has gone to Wolves today. Trinkel, wasn't that his name? Trinkel, yeah. Um, on loan and 25 million if they want them next season, which a lot of lads seem to think is a bargain. So that's what got me thinking. So what are your five bargains that Liverpool have got across their history? And I, I yeah. do say history because you're going to go way back, I'd say. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go way back, but you do have to say in their history because a lot of the, the names we have are the obvious ones, right? So I'll go through them. The first one I have is not an obvious one. The first name I have was a British transfer record, but what a... What he symbolised and what he won puts him down as a bargain. And the first player I have is Emily Newells. Emily Newells cost 65000 from Blackpool in 1967. Uh, Bill Shankly seen him after, I think, his first game for Blackpool, put in the 20 grand off our dare. And then they said, no, he used to ring Emily Newells every Sunday morning. You're coming to Anfield, you're coming to Anfield. Had to keep putting in bids and weren't getting anywhere. Eventually, he got him in 1967. And Emily Newells was... Those transcend transcendent players throughout Liverpool's history. And Bill Shankly had some as well when he brought in like Ian St. John and Ron Yates and all these. He built his first great team. But Emlyn Newells was a change again. And Emlyn Newells sort of uh turned Liverpool from no, he didn't turn them, but he helped transform Liverpool from an English superpower to a European superpower, uh, in my opinion. I, people of an older generation might disagree. I didn't see Emily Newell's play. I seen him on a question of sport, but that was about it. <laughs> but Emily Newell's was a player who would just run. He was infectious. He was, you know, and so enthusiastic, you know, everything he done. And you can picture players like Emily Newell's. Uh, and there's actually another one on my list that might be a bit similar. You know, the type that will just run and run. And Terry McDermott said, you know, he never gave less than 110%. He'd run, he'd hassle, he'd be constantly in people's air. And he also won, captained Liverpool the two European Cups. Do you know what I mean? So he's the only player to do that. So to me, Emily News, although he was a transfer record, I have it wrote down here. He made, uh, no, I didn't write it down. He made a lot of appearances for Liverpool. Oh, 665 appearances for Liverpool. As I say, captained up the two European Cups. 1977 Football Writers Player of the Year. He was amazing, crazy horse, midnight talk were saying it there. And that sort of epitomised him, you know, he just run and run. The type of fella that had never stop and just constantly just go, 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 go. So Emily News, I feel, was one of the great signings in Liverpool's history. And for what we got out of him, the price, as I say, may, may not have been a bargain, 
But when you're way up the the mm. output, I think it was just an absolute absolute steal. So that's my first one. The rest of them are Premier League areas. I'll, okay. I'll be happy to know. Right. So no, right, so going back. Back I, I just want to read this out. Matty Tariq says getting this comment read for fifty. Norwegian Corona is an absolute bargain. Put it towards one of your charity things, guys. Fantastic work for you. Like, we'll go straight towards Appreciate the Appreciate that. Nice and um, just to let you know, we will let you know a bit more at the end, but we have something coming up for Sienna, and I promise you it will cost you one euro, and it will cost you one euro. And we're going to absolutely throw everything we have at this because if we succeed in what we're about to do for Sienna, um, she will go to America. Simple as that. Um, can I just say on Emily News... I I talk and I talked a couple of times on this show about the official Liverpool history VHS yeah, that I used to watch. Yeah, yeah, that I used to watch. Used um, to watch every day. Uh, I knew it off by heart, and he was yeah. one of my favourite players to watch. In the, where, where, yeah. If you want to see direct running, <laughs> this fellow was fucking direct. He trampled yeah. over people. Mad. He just ran, just ran and ran and ran. He was so fucking good. He was so good. Emily News. So I'm delighted you brought him up. Grizz, anything yeah. on Emily News before we move on to Keith's Premier League era stuff? Um, yeah, look, I'm not going to argue with his, um, with his opinion. Um, you know, again, even though you may think I saw him play, I didn't, but he was absolute class on question of sports. So yeah, I'm on fine with him. And he was absolute class. Loved him. Yeah. And there was loads of players. I see, yeah, Alan Hansen getting a mention there. There was Kevin Keegan, um, Phil Neal, you know, all bargains and went on to achieve great things. So I just went for Emily News because he captained us twice to European Cups. And I felt, like I said, he was sort of not the catalyst, but he was the, the captain when we became a European sort of the kings of Europe as well as England. So that's why I, I leaned on Emily News more than the others. But then we go into the Premier League area. There's no surprises in this list, really. I could have tried to be fancy and, and brought in, you know, players. But my next one is Sammy Hippie, right? Because July 1999, Sammy Hippie signs for Liverpool from Villain Tway. Three and a half million. Uh, I got these prices off transfer market. So if they're, you know, this is what these have them down as. So people mm-hmm. will complain that they're not right. This is what I said on that. So that's what I went. I thought it was a bit less than that. Before. I thought it was less than that as well. But that's what I mean. That I just wrote down and some well, of your prices as well. I thought it was 2.75. But yeah, along that line, yeah. these went with 3.5. Unless there was add-ons and all this sort of show. I don't know. But they went for that. Uh, July 99, we signed them. Um and I spoke about Emily News as a, a transcendent player. And Sammy Hippie was the same because he solidified us defensively. Right. Gerard Hulia had done a lot that year. Uh, we brought in Haman. We brought in Honcho. It, you know, it, it was good defensive unit that we built up there. But Sammy Hippie, nobody heard of him. Nobody had a clue who he was. Finished centre-half from Willem Tway. He's not coming from Ajax. He's not coming from PSV or Final. Yeah. He's coming from Willem Tway. So it's like... This fella, no, no, Mark, don't know him, don't want him. But he was amazing for Liverpool. He was amazing. 464 games, 30, what we got, 35 goals and 11 assists. He was such a danger in the opposition box. Do you know what I mean? Like he was he was a player that had everything, but he was so calm and he was so cool. You know, he was with us for 10 years. He leaves us in uh, 2009 and goes on a free to Bayer Leverkusen. But the man just went in there. He didn't win a league title, but other than that, he was winning everything, you know, and he was at the heart of it all. A great captain, again, turned us into big boys, you know. He was just a leader, a leader of men. And that's what Sammy Hippie, it's similar to Virgil van Dijk when we signed him. You know, we were we were a good team and van Dijk just made us defensively better overnight. And Sammy Hippie had done a similar, maybe not to the same extent, but a similar uh, 
type of thing back in 99. Um, so that's Sammy. So if you anything to say on Big Sammy. Where's? <coughs> Muted. Yep, absolutely in agreement with Keith, what you said about him. Um, relatively unknown club. When I say unknown club, but not one of the glamour clubs. So you can tell that was one of those well-scouted players and boy, did he turn out to be well-scouted. One of the biggest things for me was in 2003, I think it is, the captaincy's taken off and given to Gerrard. And there's a lot of players out there that would have thrown their toys out of pram, looked to leave the club, you know, don't like the manager, whatever it might be. And Hippia didn't. Hippia, you know, I don't think he gladly handed over the the um, the the armband, but he, it didn't let him affect him. And, you know, and even right down to the last, you know, at Old Trafford, when we beat United at Old Trafford, he's not due to play. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I think um, someone goes out injured just before the game. The right back, his name's completely, the Spanish right back. Arbaloa. Arbaloa. I think Arbaloa goes out injured and they move Carragher into to right back and they put Hoopia in centre half and um, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, he takes one out of the sky during that game and drops with snow on it and he just takes it down, <clears throat> traps it immediately and plays it. And you could see right up to the last he had that bit of class. He was never the fastest um, but he was so good in the air. I, there was actually a video on, on Facebook today from, from Liverpool FC about all the last minute winners we've got in the Premier League era and there's one from Hupia in I want to say about oh. 6 7 in around then it's Wolves at home last minute and the height he's into your head in this ball at the cop he's above yeah. the crossbar heading it in at the cop yeah. end um, from a corner and absolute just, colossus he was he was a brilliant brilliant player for Liverpool and, and you're right an absolute bargain and um, Motti says um, here's another 50 Norwegian Korean I put this towards Sienna also but make sure to ask Grizz if he likes Mango Lassie I had some today brilliant drink that I don't know what mango last year is, Chris. Look, really appreciate the super chat and thank you for your kind donation, but I can't fucking stand it. <laughs> now, 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 I, now, I know this is... Uh, you this want to Google looking for a refund now? This is going to send shockwaves. No, this is going to send shockwaves through the Asian community. Like, how the fuck can you hate mango lassi? It's one of the very few drinks I can't... Yeah, I'm sorry, Kieran B. Mango lassi. I'm not... A, it's a yogurt, drink, yeah. It's a yogurt, as you would say, Gary. It's a yogurt, yogurt. drink, yeah, yeah. Right. mango flavored. Okay. So, with mango mm. pulp in it, actually, in it, and you know, it, look, it appeals to a lot of people. It's, it's one of the most popular drinks, yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll make you some when you come over. A good palate cleanser. Um, Norman says Wolves 2003. Yeah, right, it was. It was earlier than that. Um, I was just trying to think because they were literally showing every last minute win at Liverpool got. Um, and James LFC 86 says mango and yogurt. I'd have a go at that. I'd have a, I, I don't mind yogurt. It's just when you start cooking it, of an issue. Um, who's next? I'll make, you, I'll make you me air fryer. <laughs> with a cake. Like yeah. does. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm doing new air fryer, and I think I will try a cake in the new one. This one, I know what he means, but we'll discuss it another time. I know what, we'll do that know again. what I think it means. Next week on the food show, we'll talk about yeah. cakes. Mm-hmm. The next player is a controversial one, but it's Philip Coutinho. Um, Philip Coutinho, we signed again. I took this price off, um, eight and a half million. Yeah, 11.7 according to transfermarket.com. Now, I don't know if they're putting in add-ons being met and things like that. 
but they have him down as 11.7. Now, we do have 8.5 million because that's what we always remember the figure yeah. being for Coutinho. 8.5 million. He comes in from Inter Milan. He, I remembered Coutinho breaking onto the scene uh, and signing for Inter Milan. And he was uh, one of these Brazilian wonder kids, a phenomenon. He comes over, curly hair, little curly afro on him and very sly. But he was highly regarded and thought he'd, he'd tear it up and start it up. But it never worked out for him. And um he gets shipped out on loan to um, Zaragoza, I think it was, or Espanyol, one of them. Um, Espanyol, I think. To Pochettino has him. Pochettino has him there. Um, and he does well. And he goes back and Liverpool put in the 8.5 bid. And, you know, he he comes in in the January of uh, 2013, him and Sturridge at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's a shot in the arm to the Liverpool team at that time. You know, the two of them just link up. They, they did a great connection, the two of these. And Coutinho was that craft and that goil that... I mean, I don't know when the last player we had like that was because, you know, the, the likes of Luis Garcia was a, a, a similar player, but he was so inconsistent that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even say he was like Luis Garcia. He was, he was just more consistent. Even that first, you know, six months, he, he just started to really slot in there and be a great player but you know he comes into us he plays 201 games 54 goals 45 assists the numbers aren't great but you think back to the goals that he scores you know he scored some iconic goals it's a goal you know? a goal or an assist every every two games yeah I don't rate that I think you know Messi and Ronaldo have skewed up goals and assists yeah so, well, that's uh, true I'm holding them to and a higher Salah. standard and Salah well yeah, yeah the spoiler alert he'll be on it as well um, <laughs> so he, he does it's I'm only joking like he, he's when I say he's not really um, scoring a lot of goals I'm sort of trying to say the goals that he scores are just outrageous you know you're, you can remember them you know every one of them is spectacular goal or an assist is you know he was just such a creative fulcrum to the team but as time went on we sell him we sell him to Barca in uh, 2018 January so he's with us for five years and when we sell him I'm thinking at that time and I know hindsight's a great thing right he did not sell Jürgen Klopp in my opinion we, he was a he was a square peg in a round hole in that Liverpool team at that stage. He was still doing good things, but I felt that the system that we were playing probably wasn't the best suited to Coutinho, and we sold him. And we got again transfermarket.com, dot com, one hundred and twenty one million. What's the what do you remember that figure being? One hundred and forty two million. Yeah, now I don't know if that again is based on. Based no, it was 142 on million. 142 million all in or mm. with add-ons? 142 well, million. 140. It makes the point sound better. So they sell him for that. And the reason I put him in is the absolute money baller that we've done on Philippe Coutinho in five years. We got, in my opinion, his best years out of him without doubt. Before us, he was inconsistent, flatter to the save. And since he's left us, his numbers at Barca actually were okay, uh, but you have to take in the context then around that. You know, it, it just being a disaster. If you pay 140 million for a player and he's he's not tearing her up in a league where Ronaldo and Messi are, he should, be in, the, he should be in the top five players in the world consistently. Should be, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's not, and that's that's the that's their problem. Do you know what I mean? And now we sort of every year he's getting linked. Still gets linked with Liverpool, but I think it's more now Everton and Leicester are linked with him. You know, it's it's 
I think is not as ship as sailed, but as start is really weighing. <coughs> but for the put the price we paid for him and the output we got from him, and then to get the money back, I just think it was a great one of the best pieces of business Liverpool ever done. Yeah, I agree with that, Chris. Great, uh, absolutely. What a what a what a player! What, what how enjoying was it, especially in that last season? I I, I kind of would like um, to think that. Um, because he was pre-VVD, wasn't he? So yeah. I, I think he. May, I think to say that he didn't suit the system is fair, but could we have utilised him once VVD was there and Allison was there? Because you got to remember the rest of the team was a bit flimsy. Uh, our defence definitely was, sorry. So I'd like to think that Klopp would have... Could I have, think he'd suit us more now. Yeah, that's what I mean. He could have made it, now that we're more secure at the back, obviously with, when everyone's fit, I think we could have found a place for Coutinho. That little that 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 spell he played behind the front three, yeah, um, it was just magical, wasn't it? At times, um, and I th- I'd like to think that with Verge there, it would be quite a deadly combination. I think I think he'd suit us if if you were looking at a four-two-three-one for Liverpool. Yeah. I think he Made would suit us in that way because if you were to sit at Thiago and and if Fabinho there or or whoever you want, like let's not get into the argument over who fucking plays in midfield, but if you wanted to. If you wanted to stick a Tino ahead of those two with a Salah and a Mane either side and say a Jota up front or a Firmino up front, um, or possibly if a new signing comes in, I think he'd be I think he'd be brilliant. Because my opinion if Liverpool were to play that four two three one is that that guy behind the striker will be allowed to go wherever he wants. And yeah. it wouldn't be a case of standing in the middle and being a, you know, a stereotypical number ten that kind of stays in that area. I could see him drifting out left and letting Mane come in, drifting out right and letting Salah go in. I think he'd, he'd, he'd have the freedom and movement to go where he liked. And I think he'd be really, really good for Liverpool now. But there's so, there's so much that's gone on um, with him. I think injuries are catching up with him a bit. I think he's, yeah. he's had injuries to both knees in the last year. So I think that's probably something that people will look at. But I, I, he was a fabulous player to watch Liverpool. He hits a pass away at Fulham. He's only joined Liverpool. And they're away at Fulham. Sturridge gets a hat-trick on the day and it's Sturridge's second or third goal and he hits a pass with the outside of his boot on the run and puts mm-hmm. Sturridge in who lobs the keeper and it was outrageous, outrageous. But he'd done some brilliant, brilliant things for Liverpool. It was just very, very unfortunate the way it ended. Yeah, and that's what clouds it, you know. But he, he, was, he was an excellent player. At that time, I think Klopp was building a team around three absolute runners in midfield and that's why I, I don't think he suited the midfield role for Liverpool at that time but you're right if you play a 4 2 3 one, he'd be made for it and uh, it just hasn't happened for him since he left but no. you know a good player good memories just a shame the way it all ended up and the fact that we all sort of we're all bastards in the way that we laugh at is, is the noise you know when he seemed like a nice guy you know what I mean Coutinho he, he did seem like a nice guy I think uh, he was very very badly um, advised yeah, Very badly. Yeah. And anybody that goes to Barca goes through the same thing. You know, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a tactic that they use with agents and tell them, look, do this and, and your player will go. We've been burnt on it number, numerous times. It's nothing new and it'll happen again in the future. But look, Coutinho, great bargain. Next one is probably the best bargain that we've had in recent years. It's Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson from Hull. Uh, Eight million made four back the next day off Kev Stewart. I thought we got more for Kevin Stewart, but transfer market no, telling me it was four. 
No, uh, we literally swapped them for Kevin Stewart. Yeah, I thought it was eight. For an it was eight. Eight, eight, and eight. eight to eight yeah. and a half, I think it was, something like that. Yeah, but they're telling me it was four. But look, I, I'm going with I eight and eight because, yeah, I think they are. They know I've had a bad day on the, the, on the numbers. I'm having a Jamie home, but... <laughs> The fact that we got, even if it was eight and four, it was eight and eight, but even if it was eight and four, like to to give, to get a player like Andy Robertson, we spoke about Emily News earlier and Emily News was the type that would run the bollocks off himself and run, 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 run. And he wouldn't know when to stop. Liverpool played Man City when it was at the Champions League or the league game around them when he, he chased it up the line and he chased and pressed over to the far side over to the the right wing yeah it's the league it's the league game where we win 4-3 in the end I think yeah Um, and that was just that was the not the that was the moment I think that Andy Robertson arrived for Liverpool I think that was the moment everyone was like Jesus Christ this fella doesn't give up and that's you know Emily News sort of um, very similar to that you know and and Robertson was just Jesus Christ he 2017, we bring him in. He's played 177 games. He only got five goals, which he should have got more or maybe can get more. But look, we'll leave it at that. 37 assists. Look, I know the way we play. You just have to be a decent deliverer to get assists when Liverpool are forward. And this is a left back, you know what I mean? Coming from Hull. He came up, he was in Celtic's youth team, but he goes off to, what's it, Queen's Park or Queen of the... So one of the Queen's... Dundee and, anyway, United, that. and then he goes to Dundee and he goes to Hull. So he's he's going, he's walking his way. He's got that walk ethic. And I think he's like an, he's obviously the Scottish captain, but the leadership he has, you can see it in him. He's, he's a leader in the team. He's, he's a leader in everything he does. As soon as he goes to Liverpool, he's involved in food banks. He's doing all... And it's not for, you know, showy PR stuff. You're just hearing on the... The grapevine, you know, Andy Robertson's involved in field banks, all that sort of stuff. So I think, you know, he's just he epitomizes Liverpool. But the fact that we got him for a swap for Kevin Stewart, you know, you look at other teams and and what they do to, to get that was just brilliant. But look, I'm gonna move on from Andy Robbo. Do you just want to say anything about Robbo? I'll give I'll give Robbo the grace. Uh, you know, if you if you're doing in sort of the, you know, in order of bargain, like one, two. Yeah. Have you put my number this, two? Yeah, so I have my number two. Uh, that's fair enough. You can't argue. I was just going to say, it gets into the top three or four for me. Obviously, we can argue all day if it's three or two or whatever, but absolute bargain, absolute pivotal leader, very underrated trait yeah. of his, the yeah. leadership. You know, very underrated because we thought quite, quite lad from Hull, you know, but he's become... He's grown into being a leader and very vocal of men, a leader of men. So, yeah, great shout. Yeah, um, and opposition fans fucking hate him. Which is great. That's me, one yeah. of my favourite things about him. Pat yeah. Panasar, um, Pat oh. Benatar's cousin, um, oh, yeah. a bit towards charity. Mango Lassie is a beautiful drink. Definitely need to try it. Keith and Gavin. Marty Trees back in with 50 Norwegian Krona, and he says, this is the last one from him. He says, this is towards Gavin Keith, as Grizz needs to reflect on his horrible taste. His only saving grace will be gossip for Norway. Um, I'm sure he'll be in contact with um, an invoice yeah. for that information because <laughs> um, that's how he rolls. But Andy Robertson, what a fucking sign. You know, he has everything. Um, he has, he's a very, very, very good footballer. He has the energy. He has the passion. He knows how to get fans on his side. He knows how to wind up opposition fans and opposition players. He's a complete package as a fans player for me. Yeah. You know, like you will get, you will get managers that will look at him and go, and, and, 
ex-pros and, and fellow pros go, he's a great footballer. He never stops. Do you remember we beat United at old, our yeah. Anfield and Mourinho said he was tired just watching. Yeah. Andy Roberts running up and down the pitch. 3-1 we won that day. Shakiri Shakiri gets two, I think, that day. Yeah. Um, that's coming from Mourinho and it's hard to get a compliment from Mourinho, especially after the yeah. defeat. You know, especially Mourinho, <laughs> in fairness, was probably at the stage where he was starting to slap a few goals. slap a few people at United, you know, and that was probably his way of getting a little dig, but when he says that, you, you take notice. But as a fans player, when you look at him, he's everything the man on the street would love to be. You yeah. know, he has everything about him. That, like I said, the energy, he gets goals. The odd goal, he's brilliant assist. He flies into tackle. He's slapping Messi in the back of the head. He's winding <laughs> up the whole of Everton in front of the Everton fans at Anfield, Tom Davis and stuff <clears> like that. So, yeah, he's, he's absolutely brilliant for me, Andy Robertson. <laughs> and you know what? Do you know when people say, oh, you won't appreciate him until he's gone? I don't think we'll see the absolute best of Andy Robertson until he's finished at Liverpool. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, I think he, I think he's brilliant now. But I think if he stays for another three, four years, I think you'll appreciate him down the line um, a lot for what he is and his experience and, and his professionalism, a bit like you did with James Milner. Yeah, I agree. And it's why the links to John McGinn just to me scream like a midfield robo. You know what I mean? Mm. It's that walk etiquette yeah. and that, and people will go mad about that. But you know what I mean? It, it, he seems a similar type of character to me from a little, I know of John McGinn. But, you know, Robertson has that. Someone put in the comment, he knows what it's like to be on the dole. And that's the attitude. That's the mentality that he has. Doesn't take it for granted. Seems a sound fella as well. And it, he's just the ultimate one. We're going to move on to the next, the top one, in my opinion, the biggest bargain. I let the cat out of the bag a minute ago. Mo Salah is the best bargain we've ever got in Premier League history. Now, Transfer market. It's thirty four and a half million pounds. Thirty seven point eight million pounds, right? 37.8. Now I think we can throw add-ons onto this because I'd say there was probably win a Champions League, win a Premier League. I'd say we forty seven point eight is probably with the add-ons. Yeah. At the pony up for him, definitely. We've paid add-ons on the Salah without a shadow of a doubt. I can I can jump in here with great confidence and tell you guys that it was thirty-four plus add-ons because that was my first ever ITK deal. I broke the Mohamed Salah deal in 2017. So it was 34.1 plus add-ons. Yeah, because at the time, that's right, because at the time it didn't break the Andy Carroll. Um, Absolutely. The, the record transfer. Absolutely. But these, these must have been clear. Liverpool fans were desperate to break yeah. the Andy Carroll record. Yeah, they were desperate to break the record. Just give them 35.1. Yeah. Even if they only want 34. <laughs> Throw a million on, yeah. but you know, then you know everything about him. He's an icon, right? He's an icon. He's a, a Muslim icon, an Arab icon. He's forget about what Liverpool fans and just the general football fan thinks of Mohamed Salah. He is a global icon. He's not that he's bigger than football, but he's as big as you can get. You know, as a as a, a soccer soccer icon in America, uh, a football icon in Africa, in Europe, in Asia. You know, you name it. Everyone knows who Mohamed Salah is. He's on billboards in New York. He's everywhere. This fella is just an icon, but he's not just a a token face um, of, you know, Egypt or, or Northern African players. He backs her up. You know, this fella backs her up. He's played 203 games, 125 goals, 47 assists in all competitions. In the Premier League, 145 games, 95 goals, 36 assists. His He's 170 are, goal involvements in 200 games, am I right? Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> it's fucking mind-blowing. You know, uh, and you it. know what? Like you said earlier, 
if you hadn't got Messi and Ronaldo doing what they do, you'd, you'd yeah. actually have Salah way up a list, way up exactly. a list, because yeah. that's outrageous stuff. Outrageous. It, stuff. It's it. He just breaks every record, and every time some other fans are on Twitter on the sports thing saying, you know, except for Mo Salah, Harry Kane is the top scorer. <laughs> except for Mo Salah, such and such is Morris. Except for Mo Salah. Except for Mo Salah. Except for, it's always except for Mo Salah, and the, I think we take him for granted. Do you know what I mean? I think we take him for granted, even Liverpool fans. And that's saying something, because we love him. But I have a quick list of players, right? In the summer of 2017, when we bought Mo Salah for 34 million, I had 37, but this suits it even better. The list of players that went that summer, right? Chelsea bought Morata for 60 million, Bakayoko for 36 million, they bought Danny Drinkwater for 34 million, so the same as on Mo Salah. Well, Spurs paid 38 million for Davinson Sanchez. City paid <laughs> 52 million for Bernard Mendy. Arsenal paid 48 million for Lacazette. United paid 40 million for Matic. United paid 77 million for Lukaku. Gilfie Sigurdsson went to Everton for 45 million. Ian Nacho went to Leicester for 25. And Mamadou Saka went to Palace for 25. So when you look at the, the and that's just Premier League players, we could have done, I could have searched across Europe, right? When you look at the players that were going, and we got him for 34 million. It's it's scandalous, right? The third four million isn't cheap in bargain terms, but when you look at what we've got out of that third four million, people say Van Dijk is the same. You know, Van Dijk seventy five million, he's worth a lot more now. We won this. Mo Salah has just blown the league to asunder since he's come in, and when you look at the other signings that were made for that for more money than him, some double, forget about it. The levels he went up were mad. Because yeah. you remember him at Chelsea and he doesn't really get a goal. He goes off and he's with Roma and Fiorentina in Italy. Yeah. And, you know, I think he's on loan at Fiorentina, doesn't he? And then yeah, he he's on loan at Fiorentina. Yeah. Yeah, they think they're buying him, but he Yeah, and then Roma come in. Yeah. Roma come in and get him. And then there's talk of him coming to us. And at the time, I think our fourth choice might have been Brandt. Yeah. Um, isn't it? Off. Julian Brandt, yeah. Yeah, he was with Leverkusen. and He's with Dortmund now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and that was the talk. Oh, will it be Julian Brandt? Julian Brandt, and and the big story now was that he was our second choice, and club wasn't sure, and he was he had a, a bit of they say persuasion, but I presume it's a sit down meeting, and it's like, look, this fella is as good, trust us, and stuff like that. Yeah. But what you've seen from him, people will tell you this, and I keep saying this. People will tell you Suarez is one of the best players you've ever seen. He, Mo Salah, is the one of the biggest players you've ever seen yeah. play for Liverpool. Ever. That is like Ian Rush has 346 goals, I think, for Liverpool. Right. And he's out there on his own way ahead in, in terms of goals and stuff like that. And, you know, what a player Ian Rush was, what a goal scorer he was. But when you see where Salah plays, now I understand they play to his strengths. They absolutely do. But 170 goal involvements in 203 games is just unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable stuff. And, you know, I hope he stays. I don't take him for granted. Not one bit. No. I think I think he's way harder to replace than you think. I yeah. genuinely do. And it'll be a sad day when he leaves Liverpool, but he will leave Liverpool as possibly the best attacker we had in the Premier League. Yeah. I would say. Possibly the best of all time. I know he's not going to reach Russia's numbers. I'd, yeah, I'd he's not going to reach Russia's numbers, but I'd say if you throw that, it, it's going to be scandalous. Definitely Premier League, but I put a case in for. And the thing is, right, but I take him for granted in the sense that I get frustrated with him at, from times because 
I think he misses an awful lot of easy chances. If he's taking them easy chances, his numbers I just played, and he's in that Ronaldo Messi, maybe not, you know, 60 goals a season, but he's hitting 40 goals regular then. And that's just mind-blowing. Do you know what I mean? I mean he's he's, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Like, when, if you think, if he if he has another season like he's had over the last couple of seasons, right, you could be looking at, if he keeps at the rate he's going, he's 125 goals for Liverpool, right? Yeah. By the end of this season, he could have 150 goals in 250 games, yeah. plus basically 200 goal involvements. Easy in 250 games. It's it's scandalous, Grizz. Scandalous, Kev. I think you put it up on the on the screen earlier. Called it obscene. Yeah, just it's just mental. It'll go down as for me. I'm with Keith in terms of most certainly the best attacker we've had in the Premier League era. Possibly, and, and I think if he has another season, or, or or should I say, because a lot of people look at sort of titles, one as well, and trophies, picks up another trophy, either a Champions League or a Premier League, for me, he'll go down as the greatest attacker of Liverpool in Liverpool's history. That's just my opinion. I, I, I don't know about all time. Mm. I don't. But I think in the, in this day and age, the Premier League for what it is and how do and how you know even stats are a massive thing and where do players play and you know heat maps and stuff like that when you see him and and Laura Duffy says there he's actually improved defensively becoming more around the player I agree with her on that especially over the last year or so um I just I just look at him and I think like people say oh you know look I'd love to sign Jaden Sancho I think he's a brilliant footballer and he's gone yeah. to United and people will Great say oh this and that and he doesn't play for England and fuck that he's a brilliant player yeah. um and I'd love to have him or, or, you know, you bring somebody else in, wherever it might be, you know. But uh, I still think it's it's so hard to replace Mo Salah. Not only because of the, how we can take on players, but the, the return is just... Like, where else are you getting that return? Yeah. I don't care how good you are. Do you know what I mean? How, where are you getting that return? Like, I don't know what Mbappe's numbers are, but what's Mbappe's goals and assists in the last 200 appearances? Are, are they up there with Salah? I don't know. And... Even if they are, he's not playing to a, in a level. That's what I was going to say. Like, he's I not playing in a level that Salah is. This season, but that's in France when you're expected <laughs> to slander teams. Yeah. Now, in fairness, the guy is 21 or 22 yeah. years of age, or wherever he is, he's a long way to go. But like, where do you where do you pull in that return from? It, it, you'd, you'd have to, you nearly have to go and do another Salah, or you actually go to the absolute top and nearly a guarantee, and nothing's a guarantee anymore. Rizzi says Salah is the most successful product of the loan system. Them loans to Roma and Fiorentina really sharpened the skills. Um, it's just a brilliant, brilliant sign. And there's, there's, there's just nothing more you can say about it, really. It's it's just outrageous. And like I said, when you look at the other players that went, you know, some of the names on the list and what we got him for, it's scandalous. And we will eventually you will move on and as you said there Gav you, I love Jaden Sancho I think he's an excellent player a great signer for Manchester United you know, make no bones about it he's not going to listen to he's not going to he's not going to hit them numbers that Salah got you know and to replace Mo Salah you know you talk about <coughs> Usman Dembele or you talk about other players that get linked alright we didn't think Salah would do it but he did do it. You know what I mean? So the next taxi off the rank is going to have to be horsing goals. Or he's going to have to turn up. You have to turn up. Well, you have to turn up. And in 20 games, you have to give me 17 goals or assists. 
Yeah. That's it. Every 20 games. You know what I mean? Every 20 games. Every two games, you have to give me 1.7 goals or assists. It's it's, it's, not easy, it's so though. fucking hard. So hard. It, it's like the Steven Gerrard weight of the jersey, Gav. You know, whoever's taking the weight of Mo Salah's jersey is going to feel that just as heavy. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. Um, they were five great names, by the way. Thanks. I know it took um, a long time, lads, but... Brought back some great memories and enjoyed it. Um, I really, really did. Grizz, we're going to move on and we're going to talk about five transfer targets that you feel Liverpool should be looking at this summer. Not, not in the sense that we should sign all five, but five names that should definitely be on the radar. Go. Yeah, Gav, when you gave me this as part of the agenda, mm-hmm. you know me, I always tr- tend to give my sort of sort of angle to it. And I've changed kind of, it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I tried to break it to you that I've changed it, Gav. Ah, right, yeah, so. okay. <laughs> right, go on. What have you but, changed but, it to? But there's a reason. There's a reason. And, and, and it's a brilliant segue. And we didn't plan it like this, but it's a brilliant segue from Keith's last... Uh, choice of player, which was Mo Salah, and then you talking about how do we replace him. So the five signings that I've sort of um, said I'd love or thought about would be and would be the next generation, the next Liverpool team that would form the spine of the next great Liverpool team. And, you know, over the summer and over the last summer and winter as well, we've often discussed about the age of this team growing old together where do we see the next emergence, the next spine? And we often discussed how we go about doing it. So I've slightly changed your agenda, Gav. Obviously, I didn't get your permission, but I, I know you're a nice man. Yeah. So I, I, I've, I've looked at signings that we look to make. And let's say Steven Gerrard takes over in 2024. He has at his disposal. So we look at this team and we notice that relatively speaking, the back four is fairly young. We can say um, Virgil's the oldest, isn't he? 29, 30. So we can say Konate and Gomez are there to sort of carry on the mantle. Um, um, And then you've got Trent and Robertson's only 27. So he's good. So I thought we don't need to touch that. Okay. So this is going into 2024 season, right? 2024, 25. You've got to remember when the great Stevie G takes over. And then we often discuss about the central midfield area, don't we? We talk about sort of, yeah, Genie was released because possibly we've seen his best days. He's getting old. Um, and then we've got Henderson, Milner, again, fairly old people. We've got Curtis Jones in there who who you'd like to think will, at the rate he's progressing will be an absolute so phenomenal player. Yeah, go on, man. Yep. Absolute, absolute phenomenal player under Steven Gerrard. The two players that I've gone for, um, lads, is and and the very the very sort of um, the very in the news. Um, one of them we want for this summer. One of them is very very relevant. We want him for this summer, if not next summer. Is Ryan Gravenberch the first one from Ajax, um, central midfield player in the mould of um, a very very young Patrick Vieira, absolute fantastic footballer, guys. Technically brilliant. Um, you know, anyone who's playing, um, anyone who's come through the, the school of Ajax is an intelligent footballer automatically. I mean, that's the first they look for, look for. They, they, they teach you uh, total football. So he's brilliant. Um, wouldn't be within, would be absolutely within our price range. I've tried to make these within our price range, not the unrealistic ones, you know. So Ryan Gravenberch would be the first one. I think he's an absolute... Um, the next Henderson, 
so to speak, in this in this particular system. So, we, so, these are, assuming... so, these, so these aren't players you necessarily think we should be looking at this summer. It's just five players that you believe that could be in the next couple of summers. Certain. Yeah, okay. In the next yeah, couple of summers. I'm with you now. Yeah. yeah. So not necessarily because we know. Look, if you listen to Twitter, we know we're not making any more signings this season, right? The season's windows over, panic mm-hmm. stations everywhere. We're not making any signings this summer, yeah. right? So forget about this summer, lads. We've, you know, we got no money. We're not spending money. But these are some of the, some of the players that we need to bring in in the next couple of windows, three windows possibly four, that will set us up nicely for a couple of years. So Ryan Gravenberch is the first one. Keith, you, you, I don't know if great you heard show. that one. Right? Yeah, great um, He'd be in the price range of about 35 to 40 million, I'd guess. Kevin Again, Sullivan is worried that Gravenbach is in the Dutch league, which is very, very poor. Oh, my man, my man. Kevin, you're a, the eternal pessimist. Luis Suarez from Luis Suarez from was from the Ajax League. Sammy Hippia. Sammy Hippia, we, yeah, we talked about. So there's not a problem. If you're good, you're good in any league, my friend. And, and it Ryan depends Gravenbach. what team you go to as well, doesn't it? Like if you're going Absolutely. to a, a team. And Look anyone, at Donny van der Beek, great player, goes to annoy you. And anyone who tells you, anyone you ask about Ryan Gravenberch will tell you this guy is is absolute classy. The next one, again, in the midfield area, because you got to, you got to, that's where our sort of our aging players come in. The next one's Jude Bellingham, a self-confessed massive Steven Gerrard fan. Mentions him every other hour, it seems, on social media. Again, Jude Bellingham goes away to Dortmund. Just popped a cough sweet because you know I've got a bit. We'll of never about. sign him. Well, you know this is this is the way um, I thought, and the way I think is, if Stephen Gerrard comes knocking on your on 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 Jude Bellingham's door or his agent and says, "I want Jude Bellingham," there is no way Jude Bellingham says no. That's the first thing, and then there's no way FSG would say no to Stephen Gerrard. So that's the way I look at it. If, why do you think they'd say no to Steven Gerrard? Or do you want to say no? Oh, they wouldn't. Steven Gerrard coming in in his first season, wanting uh, a, a player. You've got to remember Ryan Graham, which we'll get before. We'll get him oh, before. So we're, doing, we're doing this on the pretense that Joe Bellingham will be Steven Gerrard's fourth signing at Liverpool. Oh, mate. Absolutely. It's written in the stars. Okay. Log it, Janine. Absolutely <laughs> Fien, love it. Fina's Ninja says, sad seeing how Sancho and Jordan get along so well. feel like we missed a big opportunity. I feel he could have replaced Mo. 30 goals assists per season at Bayern, or Borussia Dortmund. Sorry. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, Chris Brack again saying Bellingham is a lovely player. Fifi, guys, it's like you're, you're talking like we haven't <coughs> spent money before. You're talking like when we were building you, this you reckon team. this? You reckon this one could be along the lines of not in the same style, but a Van Dyke Allison sort of thing. That's exactly. I was just going to make that point. When we first started building this team, we brought in the Mane's, we brought in the Salas, and then we went mad huge on Virgil and Allison because there are certain players that you go that extra mile for. And Jude Bellingham and Gravenberch and Curtis Jones would be the central midfield of Liverpool for many a year to come. Could you, Michael Dempsey says Bellingham will be a £100 million signing. Dortmund don't fool around when it comes to transfers. They absolutely don't. Um, so if we can think... You, if can you... Not, do you think Liverpool would, for <coughs> anybody, pay £100 million for Joe Bellingham? Uh, a, first and foremost, I don't think he would be £100 million, Right? Central midfielders very rarely cost £100 million. It's always attackers. Point to note. B, 
if Liverpool, Steven Gerrard, FSG wanted Jude Bellingham, there's no way Jude Bellingham wouldn't push. And that's always a factor in price as well. Always a factor when a player pushes for a certain move, deals can be done. But listen, this is this is a bit of a game. Let's not, get to the, let's not get to the to the I know, I'm not listening, I'm not holding you to every word you're saying. Yeah, These are just yeah. names that you like and exactly. Johnny hit the nail on the head. He said bigger teams will offer bigger wages, bigger transfer fee, and it's similar to Sancho because every team in England is going to be after Jude Bellingham. But this is my Bellingham. point. We'd need him this, to want to go to Liverpool. But this is my point about Bellingham absolute wanting it for Steven Gerrard. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Jude Bellingham, Ryan Gravenberch, Curtis Jones, there's your midfield. You've got your back four, Trent, Konate, Gomez, Robbo, still 27. Um, and then you've got Alisson. If Alisson's on the way down, you've got Kelleher, brilliant young keeper to sit in. The two signings that I would make to replace, sorry, the three, we talk about Bobby, Mane and Salah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd go for Jeremy Doku, uh, the young lad that we've seen in the Euros play for Belgium on the left. And abs- oh, he's electric. Yeah. He's absolutely a clone of a young Marnie. Okay. Very raw. Very I haven't cool. seen much of him. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, yeah. People start talking about Doku in the chat to, to inform Gaff. Go for it. People. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very won't, honest won't about t- this. I, won't, won't, I don't pretend to know players if I don't. You won't, won't take my word for it. So go on, people in the chat. Educate him on Doku. Gav, this guy is diminutive, very... Same build as, as, as I think he'd probably be an inch maybe shorter than Mane because Mane's not mm. very tall, lads. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Docker beats players for fun, Gav. Absolutely. He was excellent for Belgium, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, speedy. Um, you know, an absolute nightmare for fullbacks. He is He's, this summer, isn't he? He was linked with us two years ago when he was, I believe, or was it three years ago? Two or three years ago is when he was 15, 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had a tour of Liverpool, everything, and and Jurgen Klopp really liked him, but he said he's not ready himself, kind of thing, you know. Um, and which is quite wise. Was he was with Anderlecht at the time. A few, a few um, people in the chat do say he's a powerhouse, fast, beats players, can finish three goals last season. Yeah, it was he's a kid. He's an absolute kid. I don't think Mane was um, um, had amazing stats when he was eighteen, seventeen. You know. <laughs> You've got to remember that. And he's already ripping his country. I don't believe Mane was at that age. So we've got to get away from looking at stats for players. Just, I'm just telling you what the people are asking. I know, and I'm just answering them. You've got to, we've got to get away no, from... No, but you're answering them by saying, don't say what you're saying. No, I'm saying we should get away from, as, as, a, as a rule of thumb, sort of, oh, he only scored four goals last season for Rennes. You know, he won't... Make it in this. That doesn't make that doesn't make sense in my opinion. You've got to remember this is two three years time. The rate is developing. Fantastic. Again, again from not a fashionable club, so the fee would be manageable. Absolutely. I just see him as the next Mane. I really really do. I hope a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying that Doku's a, a target this summer. I haven't heard myself. I'd like to think he is. Um, so. Um, that would be amazing. Someone's saying, why is Gav so hyper today? We know the reason. It's that chicken jail phrase. Yeah. Who's but, asked if I'm uh, hyper? I'm not hyper yeah, at all. Yeah, they are. They're, you know, they noticed your aggressiveness towards me, but it is what it I'm is. I'm only asking you. I'm only asking you <laughs> the questions people have on the screen. If it, if no. it wasn't asked you, there'd be no point in being there. No, no, um, no. Krishna Ag- Ag- 
Agarwal is the man that asked that. Uh, I'm not hyper at all. I'm only asking what people are asking in the chat. Jeff Fraser's playing havoc with Jack. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, Never again. He's caught. He's caught up with him. Um, <laughs> but um, so the central striker I'd go for a name that we've been linked with, a name I do believe you have an interest in, is Vlavic of Fiorentina. Again, let's you don't get say, a player. You don't say Mbappe next year in fucking serious product. <laughs> no, I've gone, I've gone for realistic. We're not signing Mbappe. We're not signing no one this year, remember? Yeah. So forget that. So Vlavic of Fiorentina, again, a player that's just about to burst onto the bigs on the world stage. If we don't snap him up, you can easily see him going to a Juve, um, you know, and, and or another a similar, similar level team. Again, from a, from a club, where where Mo operated, let's not forget, fantastically well. Um, you know they've got um, quite a history of of great strikers. The great Batistuta, who played at Fiorentina, and this guy's a powerhouse. Gav, this guy will bring us something absolutely different. Watch a little um, bit of him, like him. Yeah, um, Krishna again says uh, young Giroud. I'd say he's far more, far more, more mobile, mobile, far more, more mobile. mobile than Giroud. He's he's a massive, huge unit, Gav. You're talking six four four three, six three, um, six, three. and then mm. and then you're talking an absolute beast. His hold up game. He's um so Harlan's got all the exposure, yeah, and rightly so. But this he, is he's not doing numbers like Harlan is, but physically and you know he's he's similar height and quick over the ground like Harlan. He's very similar yeah. in that sense. Oh yeah, I, I genuinely think Keith he's about to really explode. Onto the onto the European you, state. Juve are looking at him if, if Ronaldo leaves, he's their top target apparently to go there. So yeah, and there you go. So he can't be, uh, you know, he, he can't be uh, that useless if Juve are looking at him again. Can I, can I ask a question? Um, Scott Willig with a super chat says, "Proper question, lads. Given PSG naming their price on Mbappe, which is rumored to be 125 million, um, can we afford not to go get him? Given that this window makes us his only realistic option." But I don't think we can afford not to get him. I agree. Okay. Can Keith, we not afford? I didn't know the met. Did they name a price? I've been. Can name the price for 125 million if anybody wants them now? Yeah, there you go. Might be foolish not it's, to if he wants us. Yep, that's but. all it is. If he wants us, if he wants us. But anyway, let's not let's not uh, deflect, reflect. And just Vlahovic, um, Daddy Pig, which is a fucking amazing name. <laughs> um, I rate him. He could be like Jekyll. Yeah, Jekyll yeah, was more. Jekyll yeah. te- was Jekyll was more technical though, Keith. De- he's, he's the same size, really. He's, same he's a big fit, the same, and yeah. quick as well. Yeah, yeah you, just, you can you can absolutely see no centre back being able to bully him, yeah. like he'd fucking bully the shit out of you. I tell you, he'll drag centre backs. Jekyll, I think, is probably one of the most underrated strikers in recent times. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So Jekyll, so Jekyll with his feet was magical. Jekyll in the box could create space out of nothing yeah. when he's surrounded by players. Jekyll was more like your Lewandowski. This guy, you know, he's um, a pacey Andy Carroll, but more mobile, more robust, got more, you know. Andy Carroll, don't say that. A young Andy Carroll was, was a fantastic yeah. striker, guys. I'm telling you. But obviously he didn't develop into anything special. But this guy definitely has a potential. He likes to go into the channels as well. You know, he doesn't operate he's a central. Runner. He, he's he, a runner. he can go into, he can go weird and he can get, Kavan, get into uh, the weird sorry, areas. Drogba isn't a bad shout at all. 
Jer, uh, is it Jer Cahill, Gav? Drogba is a very good shot in terms of in Vlaovic. Um, Drogba, early days, used to run into the channels, um, had a brilliant finish on him, brilliant strike. Vlaovic has got an absolute thunderbolt of a strike on his left foot. Uh, great free kick taker as well. I know you'd want him on the end of free kicks, you know, the size of him, but he's, he's got a technique on him. So, uh, yeah, Manjukic is not a bad yeah, shout. it's not a bad shout. Some well. good shouts, some good shouts in here. Cavani as well, getting a few shouts. And Cavani was another big, quick, could play wide centrally as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's some good comparisons there. Again, Gavi, um, price-wise, 35, 40 million. Something that FSG love, that kind of price range, right? That's our price range. That's where we bought the gems. New Andre Barnum. Yeah. So look, Mane, Salah, Bobby. What was the, the, the common denominator? The price all around yeah. the 35, 40 million mark. Okay. And carrying on that trait. So that's where I've gone big on Bellingham, Gav, because he's the Virgil van Dijk of the central midfield. Do you see where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you do. All the rest have been 35, 40 million player mark players from unfashionable clubs. And again, the one to pl- replace, or when you say replace, it's not, you can't, as we just discussed, we can't replace Mo Salah. You just literally can't replace his output. The guy's a fucking machine, right? But you try to look for the next amazing big thing. We'll still have FSG as owners. They're American. They like their brand. They like their player to be... They'd love an American. We we, we should have gone for Tony Pulisic, um, you know. But the next great American is... How do you pronounce his name? I don't want to mess it up because this is very crucial when I mess it up. Guys, you know this. His name is Brandon Aronson from Salzburg. Yeah. Keith is nodding his head because Keith's a football man. Yeah. This kid. Well, just just before you go on, um, Freeboard has asked, have you heard of inflation? Because mm-hmm. a lot of these, a couple of these players now that are, you either buy them now or you don't next, get them for the sort of money you're talking about. Next two, three no, windows. Well, in two or three windows, you're not getting Vlahovic for 35 minutes. Yeah, but buy him in the next window then, isn't it? We were looking at him this, this, this one. We're looking at him this window. Well, there you go. You have to do it now yeah. because yeah. He's, it looks like he's getting a move this summer. And if he is, does get a move and does well, it's 70 million. You know, nah, sort of I, I, yeah, he won't go to 70 million quite yet. I mean, look, I know. No, but I'm saying if you, if you no, move this window, if you move this window to Juventus and there are two, or two, two seasons with them and you're three or four windows down the line, you're looking for Vlahovic. You're not paying 25, you're paying No, 70. you're right. So get him now. Exactly. Okay. I agree. Vlavich is a kind of a name. I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. Absolutely. Vlavich okay. and Gravich you get as soon as you can. Okay. Sorry so, for being hyper there, but I just thought I'd ask. It's not a problem. So, okay. well, you wait until it's your turn. So, <laughs> uh, so Brandon Aronson, the next. Never heard of him. The next <laughs> great, great American dream. That's what I'm here for. That's that what I'm here for. Fun, and Keith. This is this is after Pulisic, Giovanni Reina. Yeah. This exactly. is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy. This guy is fleet footed, two footed. Uh, can play right or left, um, the American dream, so to speak. Again, from a club that we like, we have very good relationships, part of the Red Bull network, Red Bull Salzburg. He's only 17. A lot of people talking about him. He He's a massive, again, again, massive, massive Liverpool fan. And guys, we underestimate the power and the lure of Liverpool and the love these players have for Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp or whoever's going to be the manager. It's a massive pull. These great talents that we think, oh, man, we can't get them. Stop it. 
let's start thinking big and maybe our owners will start thinking big along with us. But again, <laughs> Salzburg, again, probably at the moment, 20. not worth, what, uh, age? Yeah. He's 20? Okay. Yeah. That surprised me a little bit. I didn't think he's 20. I don't know. saying it in the chat. He's yeah. 20, not 7. 20, yeah. not 7, yeah. No problem. We get him. That's even better than he's further down his development than I thought. <laughs> Um, uh, and Bra Brandon Aronson wouldn't cost you a lot again, maximum, maximum in the 30 to 35 million bracket. And that'll be, then you've got the likes of Elliot Musilowski developed by then as well. I've just given you guys Steven Gerrard's team for 2024 season, 24, 25 season. Okay. What a team. What a team. They're good. They're good. And um, there's loads of stuff going on about Mbappe here. There's an argument going on in the, in the chat about why would you do it now when you can get him for free next summer? And, that's a good argument in fairness because you're, an outlay of an outlay of 125 million is going to be on top of that you're going to have a signing on fee and then his wages whereas if you go for next year the only problem with next year is that they're going to have teams lining up for him yeah. especially if they know that he's available um, for nothing next year to be throwing everything on like to be literally throwing a million quid a week on. and yeah. like and that's not to exaggerate if if Barcelona or Real Madrid could get their hands on that sort of money they would absolutely do it there's no doubt about it Um I don't know about City. Um, PSG might just offer him way too much money and he might stay. You never know. But it's um, it's one of those. Guys, again, we, we keep repeating this, but it's, it's if, if Mbappe moves for money, if Mbappe's factor in life is money, he stays at PSG forever because PSG will give him the world. They'll give him more. messy wages, won't they? A million no, no, they'll give, him, they'll give him the world and more. Mbappe's motive has to be, and I think is to create a legacy for himself and all the great sportsmen that we've mentioned before comparing him to. It's not about money for him. If it is, fair play to him and he will go to the clubs that you've just said possibly. He has no interest in going to the likes of Man City, Barcelona. It's Madrid or Liverpool, lads. And it has been for the last two, three years. Hence why every time his name has been mentioned, why haven't Chelsea? Chelsea can afford anyone and anything right now. And that's a fact. Yeah. No other club uh, has been mentioned alongside the moves Real Madrid are making. The moves Real Madrid are making to me looks like they're clearing the decks from. That's what it looks like to me. And like you know, you've got Ramos off the page. Bill, there's talk of Isco going. Um, you know, there's, there's so many players there that they're looking to get rid of. And um, Barcelona, forget about they're they're giving away last night <laughs> just to get rid of them because they've no mm. money. But I think I think Madrid are just literally prepping themselves to go and get killing Mbappe. Can and I, I think I think I think the most likely thing, and I could be completely wrong, but I think the most likely thing is that you will see him sign a pre contract agreement with Real Madrid in January. Can That's I can I, I just can I just bring up uh BB who just made up this account just to shout at me. Uh look fella, of course I don't know him personally. I'm just giving my opinion like I said, if he's going for money, he would never come to us because that's his factor. But I said, I'd like to think a young player of his talent, of his calibre, wouldn't care about money so much as creating a legacy. So stop shouting at me. Anyway. Okay, stop shouting. Anyway. Yeah, stop. Um, he made that account so up, literally. <laughs> just at me. Maybe that's his name. <laughs> he was a veil play his Carol. Watch, I'm going yeah, I'm, I'm I'm to... Don't I'm mention gonna, Carol. Get excited. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a curry sounding like that for you next. You watch you fucking All right. No worries. Stop <laughs> shouting at me. Um I like them. I like the names. I really do. Um and you know, 
we are at a stage, there's no denying it, we're at a stage where in the next, I think in the next year to 18 months, um, we have to start looking, developing the next side. And I think that's, do. and I think that's why I feel this summer is probably one of the summers where we need to look to develop it as well. Just a little bit. You know, you add two or three and you look like uh, Kanate, he looked to me as five, six years. Easy, right? I think the, the sort of midfield you bring in and the sort of attacker you bring in, I've said it on numerous occasions, they have to be good enough Okay, to push the people that are in the team, but they have to be of an age where they can progress. And when Jordan Henderson, Thiago, um, Milner, you know, Oxley, Chamberlain, Kate, whoever it might be, move on, they're ready to step in. And the quality doesn't drop, but the longevity is there because there's no point in us looking at Henderson for another. Tri- no, I've not Henderson fucking brilliant for Liverpool. Thiago could play for another fucking six or seven years the way he plays football. But what I'm saying is there's no point in us doing that and then getting to that stage and going, now what do we do? I'd love us to see bring someone in and not be openly going, he's going to replace him. But you bring someone in where they progress and the progression is just seamless. When someone has to leave the club because of their their age or where they want to move on, this person just co- it just goes on. It just goes on as if nothing happened. And that's what Liverpool need to be do- looking to do. And the reason I think it should be this summer is because I hand on heart think Jurgen Klopp will leave the club in 2024. And I think to develop another side he probably needs the summer of 2021 and possibly the summer of 2022 to absolutely put it in place, leaving himself two seasons to have a right go until, you know, he finishes up with Liverpool. But um, I enjoyed those names. I really do. Um, the last thing I wanted to do, and I'm going to do it really quickly because we've only about 10 minutes left. Um, and I just wanted to throw out some names that we think could be game changers for the other teams around us. So the likes of United City, um, Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester, um, Spurs, Everton, wherever they might be. So, I just want to. I just want you to give us a name. I'm not going to go into big debate. I just want to give you. I'm going to give you the name of a club. Okay, I'll go first on each of them if you want. But just a player that you think will be game changer for these clubs. All right. So I'll start with Manchester United, and the name I would like to put forward for Manchester United as a game changer for them will be Camavinga. Okay, um, I think they need something like that in midfield. I think uh, the only worry I have is that it's. Solskjaer and he looks very set in his ways in midfield but Camavinga for me brings a dimension that I think United miss and I think could propel them in a big big way especially if you have the likes of Sancho Rashford Cavani still there Um, you've got Bruno Fernandes so Camavinga for me for United Grizz what player do you think is a game changer for United if you were to do it I think I think um, it's, a, it's a good shout I, I, I get what you're saying I think it's the right area, but I, th- I think it's the wrong player for them. Okay. I think I think if they manage to get hold of Varane, I think that's a game changer for them. Santa half. Yeah, it's 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 infinitely he's infinitely better than Lindelof, um, and I think he even though he's got a mistake or two in him, he hasn't had the best of seasons at Madrid, but I think a fresh challenge for him uh, in a more. Um, and a more physical league is very quick. It's very strong. Um, this league, dep- you know, uh, a, a lot of a lot of it's asked. Um, a lot of it asks you physical questions, as opposed to sort of tactical questions where the Spanish league does. Um, and I think it could suit Verani alongside Maguire. I think that would be a world changer for them, a game changer for them. I think he's overrated. <laughs> I genuinely do. Yeah, that's fine. It's people loads of mistakes. You, Keith, Manchester United, game changer. Um, Pau Torres, quick centre-back. 
big money player that's been linked with them. Stanley Keep good enough for us, but he's linked with them. I agree, centre back. I think they need to I think they need to put a better centre back beside Maguire. And I think out of the ones linked, I like Verano. He gets a lot of stick. Gets a lot of stick, but um he's a good from player. Gav mainly. From <laughs> Gav mainly only Keith. Me and Davo. He's a good player, you know, but I think yeah, a pacey centre back that can play, I think it'd be Okay. Good for that. And to be honest, I don't give a shit what they do. Like once they have Sol Chad, you can have whoever the fuck they want. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I, I feel like this is the last the last hurrah for Sol Chad. I think they back up with Sancho and say a Varane and yeah. maybe even a Camavinga. If it doesn't work, he's gone. Oh. Because there's so much money being spent there. You know, Varane, Camavinga, it's nearly two hundred million quid with with along with Sancho. And if he doesn't get it right. Like what more do you want? Um, you know, I, I just hope that the likes of Sancho, Varane and Camavinga can get through the massive protests outside Old Trafford yeah. to sign their deals that I presume are going just, on on a daily basis. Well, when, um, when are we the playing them? When are they playing us? Whenever they're playing us, they'll, they'll be back yeah. out. Um, next one, I'm going to go for Arsenal because oh, I don't know what to say about fucking Arsenal anymore. Um, just talk of Ben White. And then there's talk of everything bidding for Ben Moy. It has to be a centre half for Arsenal. It just has to be. Um, when I even when I look, you know, the likes of um, the fullbacks aren't bad. I know what's his name is looking to leave. Um, Bellerin. Um, but I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what a game, what a realistic game changer could be for Arsenal. And all I can think is centre backs. That's all I can think is centre-backs. And you know what? I can't put a name on it because <laughs> I just don't know. I feel bad for any centre-half going to Arsenal because it could literally go either way. Yeah. You know, when you see some centre-halves go, he'd be really good there. He'd be really good there and that'd be it. With Arsenal, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to say. I just don't know where, who would he go for because... Ben White is a good centre-back, but I fear from going to Arsenal because I think the whole Arsenal defence... And strategy will be thrown on top of him, and I worry for him in that in that case, because Arsenal need to sign somebody that's literally going to be come in and go. Listen, I'm the boss of this. I'm the boss of this, and I'm going to be for five years. I don't know if you disagree. That centre half should be their absolute priority. If you do, let me know. If you don't, give me a centre half's name because I'm nearly hesitant to put a name on it because I've. I've I literally feel like I put the kids at that. Yeah. I, I, I think Ben White is... T- I agree, you know, he's a good player, Ben White, but I think he needs to go into a more stable team defensively. He's To me, and we've spoke lovingly about Glenn, Ben White before, I don't know if he's ready to go in and fix Arsenal. So, yeah, maybe a Varane in there might be what they need, um, to be honest. But I don't know. I think... They're such a bad fucking club, Arsenal. I think they could deal with a new striker. I think they could deal with a talisman up front. You know, Aubameyang has shown himself to be a bit of a, a shite bag the last year since he got his pay rise. He doesn't trust Lacazette. So maybe it's a. What about Martinelli, you know, though? Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, they good young Saka. players. You know, but I think they'd, I think they'll do something stupid and, and bid for Griezmann or something. Do you know what I mean? I think I could see them doing something like that. And maybe a. a a top forward gets goals that covers up other areas and allows a Ben White to come in and maybe develop rather than be the saviour. It's hard when you're the, the big sign and you know if Ben White's that big sign and I think they're in trouble. Okay. Grizz, give us a name. I think defensively they're they're uh they're sound. They someone mentioned it because I, I was suspected 
and someone mentioned it, they're the third best defensive record last season. Um, I don't think defence is their issue. I think it's a striker who actually scores goals. Uh, I think Lacazette's an absolute fraud. Yeah, but, um, but what I would say is the third best defence in the league last season. Right? Many games did they win last season in the league? Yeah, yeah. But this is my point. So they need. So I was going to say either creative. I, I generally think. But I don't. I don't. I don't think the defence was good because they've got defenders. I think they protected them as much as they possibly could, and it led to a hell of a lot of draws and not as many wins as you would want. So I don't even. I don't know if it's a forward. That, that the forward may change it. This is why I'm thinking the forward may change it. You know, gets more goals, great. But I don't think they attacked enough. I think the and, game and, changer. And the reason that, that re, the reason for that is is that they don't trust who's in the. But if you're going to play that system, more. but if you're going to play that system that he employed, where you wait on the counter attack, the biggest. But he done that because his defense wasn't good, Chris. The no, I, I don't. I don't. I, I just think he did. A, he did because what's the left back's name that went from Celtic? Tierney. 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 He was playing him as his left centre back. Because he couldn't trust any of his centre halves. No, he had injuries. He had, I think. I think with Gabriel, the signing of Gabriel and uh, Luis was in and out and and, yeah. and hold and, and whatever oh, else. Look, you know, look, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to change my opinion just because you're shouting <laughs> at me. I'm not shouting no, at I'm you. Just, I'm just giving you an opinion. Yeah, well, you know, I, I feel shy. <laughs> so I, I think it's. I think it's either. I was going to say someone like a Basuma because they get yeah. bullied. The biggest thing is they get bullied in midfield. Sabellos or Cabellos, how do you want to say his name? Yeah, Sabellos. Danny Sabayos and Jaka. And I think he's gone. They, oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, and then they had uh, Odegaard and Re, um, the young lad. I don't think they have got any steel in midfield. Even Jaka has gone. I think, I think next to Partey, if they bring in a Basuma, I think that makes them far more. Far more roadworthy, like they can go on the road and and, and battle and battle against the biggest teams, the strongest <laughs> teams. Again, it's Achilles' heel being being bullied away from home. The reason why I said attack uh, Gav a pacey attacker, I would give them um, was was because if you want to play in that system that Arteta plays, and you rely on the break, they re- they break apart from Aubameyang is probably one of the slowest attacks around. Um, mm. You know, Villian's not quick. Lacazette's not quick. That young fella, um, you know, Saka was often played, you know, in a different, like as a left back or sort of, you know, right side. I think, I think a Basuma, but I'm going to settle for Basuma. I think he would change Arsenal, in my opinion, alongside Party. That would be a formidable pivot. Party hasn't been that good for them. No, the um, first season he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, and he's, yeah, and that's fair. You he know, tore his hamstring, uh, and then and Arteta put him back on the. Pushed him back on the pitch. So yeah, like, put a Wilfred Indeedy. Put a Wilfred Indeedy in there. Yeah. Hey, and they're serious. Yeah, and and you know what? You have to allow players to bed in. I suppose you can't just judge Partey on on yeah. You know the fourth season or whatever it might have been. Um, I, I'm not going to go near City. I'm not going to go near uh, because City can just spend what they want and hmm. like how much more of a game changer do you want? Yeah. I'm not going to go near Chelsea because they're literally in the same bracket, and I'm not going to go near Spurs because. They 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 managed they to find the one they, they wouldn't be able to afford one of the fat back four. Never mind the real footballers. Yes, yeah, especially especially Shawnee cost you yeah. a fortune, especially in flights. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to go near them because you don't know what way sports are going to go. And I genuinely feel that appointment. Although I like him, I think that appointment is just ugh, they tried three or four before him and just then and landed on him. The last one I want to go to is Everton though, um, because obviously. Benitez has taken over there. There's been a lot of chat over the, the last the last week or so about it. And 
he's going to look, we've seen that he's apparently he was willing to give 50 million for Ben White. And he's going to look, I think he's going to look to try and make a statement sign. And I think it's, it's going to be a case of make this sign. And if the sign works, it gets a few more Evertonians on board because I think there's a lot of Evertonians that aren't on board. And it'll only take a couple of bad results and they'll be looking for his head. They really, they really will. So Everton, um, game changer, transfer. It can be anywhere on the pitch. It's Rafa Benitez. Who are you going for, Chris? We're waiting for you and then we decide if it's a good one or not. Okay. I'll tell you who I go for, who I think he may go for. Mm. And I think he's had him before and I think it's... um, Saint Maximum from or Maximum, whatever you, where you say it, I'm brutal with names. Not um, a Newcastle. I think he's the sort of player that would excite Everton fans. I think there's way more to him than you've seen at Newcastle, in my opinion. Um, when you look at, I don't think Richardson's going to see Super Benitez one bit. I think, I think, I think Richardson throws his toys once and Benitez will have him out the door and he won't give a shit if he costs 50 million quid. I think, um, St. Maximum from Newcastle will be my show. So few, few people are saying, um, Coutinho, but no, I think St. Maximum is the sort of player that could really excite Everton fans down, down one of the either left or right. And that would be my game changer for Everton. It's somebody that they thought Balassi was going to be. He's somebody that thought, they thought maybe Walcott could be or Iwobi could be. And, you know, if you look at Calvert-Lewin, they have a really, really good player there. And I think with St. Maximum in there, I think he would excite Evertonians and and just about get a few more Evertonians on on Benitez's side. Who wants to go? Interesting. See, I think Rafa would like to be his game changer. I think the Ben White thing was telling. I think... He wants somebody beside Michael Keane that's not Yerdy Mina. I don't think Yerdy Mina is is a Rafa type of player. And I could be wrong, could be proved wrong on that. Mm. I, they got Godfrey. They got Godfrey Keith. He's a great defender. Yeah, well, he's a, he can play fullback, and Rafa does like a big fullback as well. You know, yeah, what I, mean? so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Godfrey was seen as a a, a jack of all trades. Uh, someone mentioned Zaha there. Zaha's not a bad show. Um, you could Rafa see him Benitez, down to Zaha, absolutely yeah, Everton. You know, Rafa doesn't get to say either. It's going to be Marcel Brandt is going to be signing these bums. So, um, yeah, it's in, it's hard. I think he goes for. I think he'd love it to be. See who goes. Like, does Allen stay there now that Carlo was gone? You know, does he fuck off? The core is there. You know, it, it's hard to see who stays. But I think he'd love to his big sign and his game changer to be a defensive one. They're they're not bad defensively, Everton. I just think if Rafa could shore it up. He, like a San Maxima is a good sign and is a good idea. Uh, I think Kula Bali off Napoli is probably a shout as well. That's key. Yeah, someone like that. A, a big name centre-back that can go in and shore up that defence. Kula Bali is a great shout, actually. Yeah, that's who I think it could be someone along them lines. A, a solid defender just to to make them hard to break down. Because we all know what Rafa likes to play, you know what I mean? I think he, that could be the game-changer for them. <coughs> um, Anti O'Chill says Ruben Neves would be a realistic signing for Everton under Rafa. You go, you could be. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah. I think, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm going to end the night in agreement with Gavin Doyle. I think is a great shout. I was thinking, um, the creativity in that Everton side without Rodriguez is, is next to nothing basically. And with him not being there, he was on loan, wasn't he? 
did was he on loan or did Who? he sign? James Rodriguez. James. No, I think was he signed him. Signed him? Yeah. So he's still there? Yeah, I think he signed him, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Or maybe alone with an option to buy or something like that. I'm not too sure. He won't be back there. Yeah. So without him, there's um absolute no um, no creation in that side, even though they've got the likes of Richarlison and and, and Calvert Lewin. And I was gonna say someone along the lines of a of um um Coutinho without being Coutinho, but I get where where Gav's coming on with the same maxim. Um Walcott was a flop, the Wolby was a flop. Um, I, I could know. just see him. Could, could you see him? a free transfer according to transfer market. Yeah, okay. could could you could you see him? Leaving. Could you see him, Grizz, going for a Saint Maximum, and then a hard walking fella on the right, like you know the way he used to deal yeah. with with um, dog out. Yeah. You know, yeah. sort of way that balance of, you know, he'd look he always for, does. Yeah, he did, like he did in a way. Oh, nine Liverpool. He had he Torres up front. He had. The, the running power of a Gerrard behind, he had a Kout and he had a Riera most of the time. But Riera was more flair and taking on players and getting crosses in and stuff like that. Whereas Kuyt just walked, 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 walked. Yeah. We're never breaking Liverpool down the right hand side. That's why I'm thinking someone like St. Maxim. And Rafa's got a history of going back for players and he has his favourites and whatever, you know, kind of thing. I think I think St. Maxim's a great shot. I think he's, he's due another level up. I personally would take a punt myself on St. Maxim for us. I'd I rate him that high. But he's definitely he's definitely do up another level and everything could be that level. Who were the shite bags at United that they'll end up with? Phil Jones. That's who we got. Phil Jones. Yeah. They were linked with Romero, weren't he the goalkeeper? But yeah. I don't I don't Everton have a history of, of signing from Manchester United, but I don't know if Benitez would. Lingard. Um, yeah, I don't Lingard, yeah, he was on loan at West Ham. I'm sure West Ham will try to do a lot to try to get him. Yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. But look, that was just us throwing out names for the crack at the end. Um this week uh, coming up, we have the forum tomorrow. We have a Euro roundup on Tuesday. Looking forward to the semi-finals. Um mm-hmm. Keith will be on and whoever begs to come on with him. Um, because that's where it's got people are mad into the Euros and they're begging Keith. And um, there's killings over the, the is tree. Game, um, is game. Guest yeah. spots. Yeah. So that'll be Tuesday night. Um myself and Jamie are on Wednesday night. Two guests to be confirmed on the midweek fix. Jamie show. Um Thursday is Carnage. Am I right, Chris? Correct. Correct. Um no. No guests confirmed. We don't confirm until probably towards the around lunchtime. Um, carnage. And, what? I said, exactly. We don't confirm guests. It's carnage. Anything I know. can happen. I know, but that's all about to change very soon. And on Friday is the final Liverpool in Europe show from Chris. And it is, I think, I hope, 18-19 and the win in Madrid versus Sports. Um, that's the week that will be in it for the LFC day trippers. If anything happens transfer was, um, we will obviously jump on and do our best to cover that as well. Before we go, um, Sienna, Sienna steps. Um, just to let you know, just some update on this. The, the go for me is going really well. Our local football club donated three and a half thousand euros today. They held a mini league competition and donated every single penny from it to Sienna. So three and a half thousand went in there. I've seen some big donations going in from, basically from organisers of events that are throwing them in and it's it's moving now it is moving so um, we are coming up with something that will cost you one euro that's it you can pay by credit card you can pay by PayPal and it will cost you one euro okay and literally it can cost you one you can cost you two one item or one unit will cost you one euro you can buy as many units or 
as you want. But we're literally just in the process of sorting this out, getting stuff verified for payments and stuff like that. And as soon as we do, we're going to launch this. And all we're asking is, if you want to go onto the GoFundMe and give a 10 or a 5 or a 20 or a 50 or a 100, whatever you want, that's fine. But if, if you if you want to back this, you can give 1 euro, you can give 2 euros, you can give whatever, but 1 euro is all we're asking for. And if we get enough people to give us 1 euro, we will get Sienna to America because I think she starts school not this September, next September. So we're looking at 16 months, somewhere around there, 15 months. And all of us want Sienna to have the treatment to walk through the skill gates. Um, we're all of our new skill mates when she starts school in September 2022, I think it is. So keep an eye on it. If you ha- if you want to go to the GoFundMe, the description, um, in the description, you will see the link. But we promise, we hope we're in the next week, we're going to launch something. And when we do, as we always say, all we ask for, please like it, please share it, share it wherever you can, word of mouth, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, Facebook, wherever it might be, please share it as far and as wide as you can. And we've, We've directed this at Liverpool fans. We've directed this at Liverpool fans. It's Liverpool teamed. So we're hoping that it will work. So we're all aboard for that. Um, I think that's about it. We're, we're working very hard in the background for next season. It's not, it's, it's very fucking close now. It's 4th of July. So we've probably four weeks until we launch our season. Our season will launch on the 8th of, of August and we will have new people. We will have a new look. And as I said on the, on the, um, Discord earlier. If you don't like the new look, I fucking give up. I really do. <laughs> um, Grizz can take over. I'll play golf in the Indian field. Will seven you give me a wig a or something with this new look? We'll sort you out, We'll sort you out. But no, seriously, we, we are working extremely hard every single day and loads and loads of hours of them days to make this look and sound and feel right for you with more content than we've brought um, in the last year, even more. So we're hoping that will look and sound well and you will like it when it comes. Um, that's about it. Keith, anything else before we go? No, no. Great show. Good to finish up on Sienna as well. It's a, it's an important thing. And as you always do, Gav, you know, you're, you're putting it out there. We're looking to do our best and do our bit for a great cause and any support's always welcome. Yeah, I, I think our target should be at the end of, of Liverpool's last Final league game of next season that Sienna has enough money that she's off to America for treatment. I think that's yeah. has to be. Forget subscribers and anything like that. They'll if they come along for the work we do, that's fair enough. But I think the, the big target next season is absolutely getting to that target. Um, Grizz, anything else before we go? No, I just want to say welcome, salam to the brother who sent me a nice prayer there. Thank you very much. Obviously, you guys won't What's know that? what he is. He just said a nice peace and peace and blessings to me. So, oh, this, this here, yes, thank you, brother. Welcome, okay. salam. Just yeah, it's just yeah. a nice greeting yeah. with your peace and blessings. So that's do, you want, nice. do you want to read it out before we go? Yeah, of course. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, brother Chris. Walaikum okay. salam is a simple reply. Walaikum okay. salam. Good stuff. Walaikum salam, which means peace to you as well. Good stuff. I'm glad that I didn't have to read that out because you know <laughs> I'm terrible at reading stuff out. Um, that has been the Fatback 4. Make sure you check out all the shows during the week. Make sure you check out the Sienna stuff and continue to support us by liking, by sharing and by subscribing if you haven't oh. already. Grizz has a finger up. He needs something. Yeah, just Come. Mohammed Joggy just reminded us. Don't forget me, Keith and Avi. Watch along in the semi-final. Oh, the yeah. America. No, no, whoa. no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The final. Final. I beg your pardon. Hmm. Um, watch along on Wednesday, Argentina versus Colombia. We may do happen? that as well. We may, we oh, may. What the fuck is going on here? That's what the semis. 
Semis of the Copa no, America. No, but what I'm, asking, what, I'm, what I'm asking is is that literally I was going to bed last night and Abby's like, Ooh. will you set this up? Will you sort it? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? I so Abby, Abby, because Sean is away in Carrick on Shannon, Abby has taken on the role of head of fucking shows and he yeah. just keeps putting them in. And, and you know what's actually happening? Grizz is telling Abby to come to me and say, get him to sort that out because when I blow a gasket, I have a go at Avi instead of Grizz. Am I right? The game's the game. The game <laughs> is the fucking game. That has been the fat back four. Um, we will talk to you during the week over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.